Because the fact of the matter is, I truly did not understand. I understood at like a base level that people love their animals, their pets. Yes. I got that. Like I could see that. And obviously, I kind of felt it, you know, having friends, people that I know who had pets. But now that I actually own, like, this is actually my pet, my buddy, I'm like, my goodness. Our buddy. I know, but you get what I'm saying. Our buddy. You understand what I mean. I know. I totally get it. And I, I'm i so happy. It only took you a lifetime, but hey. <laughs> I waited for a lifetime to tell you that I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he did not enjoy when I poked him just now. You poked him. I gave, I gave him a little, He was on the couch, and now he's, oh. Oh, now he's under the chair. Oh, boy. Way to go. You scared him. He found the pumples. Get the pocket. <laughs> Hold on. Talk about Buddy while I grab this. Uh, Buddy is great. Buddy is grand, except for his booty is stinky. Yeah, what the stinky boy? He's got bad diarrhea, guys. Yeah, it's insane. Buddy, the uh, researcher for the pod, currently in the stew, working hard, researching pumpkins. He has got to go mm-hmm. uh, get that butt looked at because he's a real stinky boy. It is it's insane. A, it's a buddy butt day. Mm-hmm. Buddy butt day. He did not bud. like getting to their... Whoa. He did not <laughs> like getting the thermometer up his butt last uh-huh. time. And it's going to happen again. And he's oh, not no. going to like it again. Oh, poor buddy. Oh. <laughs> and it's also funny because we have like a second pet, which is his toy pumpkin. Mm-hmm. That much like I just said... I truly just love the fact that at any moment, Buddy could be here or he mm-hmm. could not be. Yes. <laughs> like it's, it's very just, sneaky. I know I've told you many times, but it is just so funny to me that like he can just like get up and leave the room and oh, go yeah. to another room. He's just, a sentient like, creature. He like, do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. He's a little independent man like, with a just, bow tie. He just hangs out. Yes. I love it. I know it's amazing. This is, this isn't is it? a dream. <laughs> you were missing out on this for so much of your life. I was. Oh my goodness. And and then with this little pumpkin toy, which is like a how how would you describe it? I would say it's an automated ball. Yeah. So it's, it's just a ball that like rolls around, but it also has a tail and that switches <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah, and he it's like loves that it's thing. like activated by like sound. So sometimes we'll just make like a loud bang by accident, and then just <laughs> this pumpkin will just tear ass out from like yep. under the couch and just run head first into like a wall. Yeah, or the bottom or your of the foot. oven, and it'll just like dong. It's so loud, but it's so funny. It, it almost really funny. it almost feels like a sentient being. It does. Like it it's really buddy. Does. Like we have buddy. He's our bud, and buddy has the pumpkin. And that's Buddy's Bud. Yep, Buddy's Bud, the pumpkin. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I have the same relationship with the pumpkin as a lot of people have with their Roombas. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's it's the same thing because uh-huh. it's cute. I like get excited. I'm like, oh, oh look yeah. At that I like thing. to think he's a little mischievous. Like, yeah, he's sneaky. Uh-huh. Sneaky he's pumpkin. Like, oh, I'm going to go for it. And it goes so fast because it's got like, Slow speed and then just like maximum overdrive. Yeah, I remember one day you and it was before we like agreed to not use it early in the morning, <laughs> and we agreed on that because of this. Because one morning yep. at like seven a.m., 
Aí o Walter já assim, tu 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 I mean, he needs his sleep, too. It's time to light the music. It's time to hang up mics. It's time to welcome you to the show, Dependent Show. We got Buddy and Pumpkin. They are fighting each other, but it is playful fighting. They're in the tent and they are getting after it because they are so happy with each other. This is the show, Dependent Show. Wow. <laughs> Very good. Oh, my goodness. I was fully straining myself to make things work. Do you realize that you said it's time to I light know, the music? I know what I said. Okay. Right? Because well. it's lit. Nice. Welcome to the Show Defendant <laughs> Podcast. The Kermit <laughs> for the evening. Right. I'm taking it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Fine. Then I'm Walter. What? You don't get to be Miss Piggy? Fuck Piggy. Oh, but you're not in love with me? I mean, I yeah, mean, Walter's kind but of I'm not a too. mega bitch. Okay. I mean, you are right, but also, come on. It's Miss no, Piggy. It's Miss Piggy, and I don't like Miss Piggy. Fine, whatever. Well, the Kermit for the evening. Yep. I guess, should I be the Gary? Gary. I don't know. Are what? you a man what? or are you a Muppet? Well, that is that is the answer we need to... That is the answer we're going to find to that question. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, <laughs> but my name is Eddie, mm -hmm. and I'd like to welcome y'all to this beautiful, entertaining show we've got planned out for you tonight. We've got people, we got Buddy and the Pumpkin hanging out in the back, waiting for your calls. We're doing a little old-fashioned telethon, uh, desperately looking for sponsors and people to throw us, but uh, a 10 pence, you know, mm -hmm. a six it's pence, that. pennies on the dollar. Y'all getting this for free. But uh, before we get there, we should say hello to the, you said the Walter? I am Walter. I'm better at whistling than you are. So You're right about that. And her yeah. name is? Kayla. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Show Dependent Podcast. What is it, you ask? Here's the answer. It's a podcast where we talk about relationships and media and our relationships with that media. We explore our codependent tendencies with those things that we love, how they shaped us into who we are today, and whether or not that relationship has changed. And Kayla, how are you feeling today? Are you excited? Are you jazzed? Are you ready to sing as I have done already? You've been you've been singing a lot. I don't think I'm nearly at the level you are. Uh -huh. Wow, you are shimmying. I know, okay. Right? You are very, you are very uh, caffeinated. It's because the lights are on and I'm ready to go. Much like the uh, characters, the actors we're talking about today. Uh-huh. You know, I'm a real chill guy. But once the lights are on, once we have to put on a show. A show. I feel like I'm like that. I'm ready for it. 
Mm-hmm. I do want to say before we go any further, uh, we do have Buddy in the stew tonight. So if you hear any like or meow meow or anything like jingling, that's because Buddy is hanging out over here. Mm-hmm. And today we are doing a movie near and dear to my heart because it sort of brought back friends that I didn't even know that I was missing. In 2011, a little film called The Muppets, parentheses 2011, came out. <laughs> and man, oh man. I was not ready. Would you like to get into it? Or is there anything else you'd like to say about this before we really dive on in? I'm excited. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Noted. Written down. Kayla's okay. excited. Let's mm-hmm. get into it with our meet cute. It's a meet cute, baby. It's how we met this thing. For those of you who know me personally or have been listening to the podcast for a while, Parasocial. you know I was raised. In the Mormon Church, con los mormones, a very important part of teenage Mormondom. Anyway, okay. is you do not uh, exclusively date people. That's <laughs> frowned upon. Insane. You're not supposed to have serious boyfriends and girlfriends. Okay. There is something called group dating, which you are expected to participate in until you can like legally get married essentially (laughs) no heavy petting no kissing especially with tongue bummer no uh second third no home base especially first base for mormons is like we (laughs) held hands oh yucky Uh uh-huh so i i was participating lightly in group dating (laughs) in some Um, light petting in some light petting uh no no, there was no light petting in this group date, but I actually did have quite a bit of fun on all the group dates I did go on, mm-hmm. whether or not that was the successful indoctrination or I just had good friends and it was fun to pretend to date them, I guess. Sure. Well, I was invited on a group date and we went and saw the Muppets. Yeah, yeah it's the Muppet show. Uh, it was great. And it was also awkward, but also very sweet. Um, I'm not gonna name names, but the young the young man that I went on this group date with <laughs> was a very sweet boy, and I have very fond memories of him. Mm-hmm. Just like one of the nicest people I've ever met, and mm-hmm. he was obsessed with plants. Oh, he wanted that's nice. to, yeah, he wanted to be a botanist. I think he became a botanist. Um, and he was also obsessed with Paramore. Ooh. And I was like, green flag, dude. Paramore slaps. Okay. And he like knew everything about Paramore. He like knew everybody's names. Everybody. Not just Haley, right. like me. But it was great. And it was it was awkward. It, it you know that energy when you're young of like, should I hold this person's hand or should I just sit here and be sweaty? Uh-huh. That was the entire group uh the whole time. Damn. But it was it was very sweet. I think I do remember looking over at this boy at certain points in the movie, and he was definitely misty eyed, if not actively crying. Nice, real man. And I was like, I appreciate this. Real man very, hours. He is a very good person. But yeah, group date. I had a great time. To be honest, didn't really know anything about the Muppets. Wow. Uh, okay. With the exception of Baby Muppets, which Muppet Babies. Yeah. 
I I had a a Kermit book when I was a little kid. Nice, everyone uh, did. Called um like I don't think it was Everybody Poops, but it was something along those lines. It was like a potty training book with yes. all the Everybody Poops. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, I remember Kermit on his little step stool flush in the toilet. Okay. Yeah, adorable. Fantastic. But that's about it. That's how <laughs> I really met the Muppets. 2011. Myself, Eddie. Don't believe I saw it in theaters. Well, what? You were in college, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely in college, you know. I just, I, I I, don't know. I don't remember what movies I went to go see in theaters in 2011. I'm pretty sure, fairly certain, even though I wanted to see the Muppets, probably didn't go. In fact, I'm sure I didn't go because I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. However, in 2011, and I think I've said it on the pod once or twice before, um, but Kayla and I used to work at like a before and after school program. Mm-hmm. That's where we met. And much like any like other latchkey type situation, you know, we would essentially take care of kids before and after school. Hence the name. Wild, right? Yo, that so, makes sense. We would watch movies with the kids, you know, to entertain them like once a week. And that's how I saw a lot of quote unquote kids movies around mm-hmm. this time in my uh, early adult, young adult life. Um, So I don't think I saw this movie in 2011. It was probably like circa 2012, 2013, you know, a few years after when it came out on the DVD. Back when it didn't, mm-hmm. you know, it took longer than like two weeks for things to come out on home media. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. As I said before, I was not ready for what I was about to encounter. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I definitely 100% liked the Muppets. I was not in love with them. You know, they were not my end-all be-all, but I was a fan for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I kind of took them for granted as like they'd always be around. And I just sort of didn't really realize that they had faded away by the time I was an adult. Until this movie came out, and I was like, wait a minute, the Muppets? Like, what I used to watch as a kid? Oh my goodness, like, no one talks about them or anything. That's awesome that they're making a movie. And I didn't realize how much I missed the Muppets until mm-hmm. I saw this at uh, my fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the humor was on point. That's, I would say, it's definitely the type of humor that I like. Sort of the type of humor mm-hmm. I think that I try and emulate. Like, that's my type of humor. Just yes. not only legitimately funny, but just some of the most, most off-the-wall stuff. Just random, but like good random, not the stupid random when we were kids. Yeah. Since the first time I watched it, it was in front of kids and like at work. And I felt like just, it was not a situation where I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. I a million percent was fighting back tears. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty early on. As we'll talk about with the songs, but like the first song, I remember sitting there and I was just like, "Oh no!" Mm, This is so sweet. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then it just you know on from there multiple times during the movie. I was just getting misty eyed, like man, not not even because I was like sad, even though there's like a twinge of sadness. And there is very sad parts of the film, but just because it was just so sweet. It's such yeah. a sweet film. It's so nice. And I, and I love the like genuine connection that it portrays. But let's not get ahead of mm-hmm. ourselves. Yes, the show has started, but it's time to get into the main course and get all the uh, big acts out here as we get to know each other. Getting to know each other.
<laughs> it's time to get things started. I'm the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational. This is what we call the Muppet Show. The number one question on my mind is what even is a Muppet? Because this film immediately raises about 25 different questions in mm. my mind. Primarily, where did Walter come from? I have no idea. Because <laughs> obviously, you know, it is a gag. It's yes. a joke. And they say mm. that when he's like, I know what you're thinking. We could be twins. Uh-huh. But like. But like for real, though. But like, like, where, where'd you come from? Don't gaslight me, Muppets. Why is he a Muppet? <laughs> yeah. And why is his brother Gary not a Muppet? Their parents are not Muppets. No. Is it a recessive gene dormant in the, in the I nerve? have I have no idea. Also, in like the Muppet universe, mm-hmm. are we a part of the Muppet universe or are we not? I don't know. It's weird because some of the celebrities are them and some of them are not. It's the weird like Space Jam universe. Yeah. Where some celebrities are different people. And some celebrities are themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure. We're in like fucking Earth 3 or something. Yeah. But I just... I, and and that, uh, uh, the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is that... Yeah. And not only am I wondering like where did Walter come from? Because they are brothers. And they, and they don't say uh-huh. anything. And they don't even play around and say like he was adopted or anything. He's just his brother. Yeah. He's been there since yeah. day one. Mm-hmm. You know? Their parents are not Muppets. No. Now we don't know what G-Pa G-Ma look like, but unless they were Muppets, Walter just sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, are they like hatched? Uh-huh. I need to see like the Punnett square so I can mm-hmm. work on the genes and make sure where's the yep. Walter come from. But mm-hmm. beyond that, yes. the, the thing that is most confusing to me is that Walter is seemingly a Muppet who didn't slash doesn't know that he's a Muppet. Mm, yeah. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like at the beginning, yeah. he's kind of like doesn't know why he doesn't belong, and no one like explicitly says like, "Hey, you're a Muppet." He's just kind of like, "I'm different and I'm small." Yeah. But I I just don't understand what's going on. Also, I'm made out of felt, yeah. and my and body I, does not abide by physics, and I don't grow at all. Ah, oh, God, I and really he, don't know. And he looks on the TV and sees the Muppets, and he likes them, but he doesn't say it's because they're like me. He just likes the Muppets. <laughs> oh, my God. It's that like, is really weird. Yeah. And what determines a Muppet? I don't know. I think you have. I think you're just a puppet. You're just a puppet born. You're a born puppet, which means, therefore, you're a Muppet. Mm-hmm. But if this you're is taking evil... me back to the first episode uh-huh. where, you know, our first episode of the puppet podcast. James Madison. Yes, where we were just talking about like, what if people just like be spontaneously became puppets? And like, honestly, that's kind and, of the universe this that is this is. Yeah, and that's essentially what happened because bam, Walter Muppet. Yep. And if you're evil, Muppet. Oh, <laughs> off-brand. Which are like Muppet. anti-Muppet because which is just it's just like it's not anti; it's like off-brand. Yeah, yeah, knockoff Muppet. Yeah, because they're all like, it's like Kermit. His soul was split in two, mm-hmm. a la Kingdom Hearts. And his, like, oh, his fucking heartless version is a Muppet, right? Aww. We've got the heartless. <laughs> That's Where? sad to think oh, about. Man. Yeah. And technically, uh huh. 
Kingdom Hearts could collaborate with the Muppets. Oh shit! Can you imagine? I would oh, share. Uh, hey, uh, Sora, what, what, what are you doing there? Was that a good Kermit? That was more goofy than Kermit, <laughs> I think. Damn it! Ah, uh, hold on. Let me try again. Hey, uh, Kermit, say Kermit the Frog here. So- S- Sora, why can't you? <laughs> What's that? That was, that was Christopher Walken. It's supposed to be Fozzie. Oh, God. Waka waka. Waka waka. And then he just fucking keyblade to the chest. Oh, God. Kermit the Frog here. I can't do it. No, you cannot. <laughs> I think so I'm excited. Yeah, just. Oh, I can't do it either. I was, I was just legitimately trying to be Miss Piggy just now. But. Oh, boy. Listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last question that's yeah. fucking racking. Just, I'm legitimately. A little bit stunned here. Yeah, I'm feeling a little, little confused. Is that Walter's also like not a Muppet at the beginning? Yeah. Because the Muppets are seemingly like an intellectual property. Yeah. And it's like their theater troupe. Yes. But there's also like Muppets that are not part of the troupe. Yes. But are also Muppets, but they're not. Yes. Just puppets? That's a Muppet. A Muppet. Yeah, but not only that, like there's the there's the unhoused puppets. Oh. There's Walter, who seemingly are not part of the Muppets troop. So are they just puppets? And then they become they earn the M when they become an actor? Maybe. <laughs> or I really oh, don't man. know. Because <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We gotta stop. Because this is becoming like too meta and my, it's starting to make me dizzy. I wrote my dissertation on Muppets in college. <laughs> you probably could. And someone who could have and definitely almost did with this film, if you mm. think about it, is Jason Siegel. Jason! Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. He's uh, He forgot Sarah Marshall in that no. film. And funny enough, in forgetting Sarah Marshall, he played a uh, music sound guy who was writing a play about yep. puppet Dracula. Amazing. And then he later went on to write and act in The Muppets alongside the most famous puppets of all. Hey! Kirby! Absolutely insane arc for this man. Yes. I'm very happy for Jason living his dream. You can tell it's like a passion. And he, and he has said as, as much. I didn't do any research. You know we don't do that. But he does no. that. Buddy, come on. Get on it, dude. But I'm fairly certain in like interviews and stuff, he just said, you know, he loved the Muppets and he wanted to do this film because I hadn't heard from the Muppets in a minute. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's just a passion project. Mm-hmm. It is just like every great thing about the early Muppets movies, but in 2011. Amazing. With like a fresh coat of paint mm-hmm. and a hint of sadness. Oh, much like life. Shall we get into the 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 essence the the delect the delectable mm, sumptuous things that take us through the plot <laughs> which is the songs within this story oh absolutely los canciones los songs mm-hmm. cuz this film and the muppets they are well known not only for being puppets but for also singing songs. Yay! And this Two film of my favorite things, singing is, and puppets. Is firmly a musical. 
Yeah. Even though even though it's not, you know, capital M Lay Miz musical where they sing every single thing, but they have songs. They burst into song randomly. It's a song. And the very first song, which like I said, just tugged at my heartstrings right off the bat. If I didn't have a cavity, I had three by the end of it with how wow. sweet it is. Is called Life's a Happy Song. And man, I was instantly sold. The whole premise of it. <laughs> where they say everything is great everything is grand i've got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand and they continue talking about how mm-hmm. like everything's perfect it's falling into place i can't seem to keep this smile off my face why mm-hmm. life's a happy song when there's someone by your side to sing along and i was sitting in my chair <laughs> at work and i was like i want someone to be with me <laughs> oh honey because to I know to be a hundred percent to keep it one hundred oh. with oh y'all. Oh my god! No, we just did the road. Don't no, no, cry no. again. I mentioned it. I'm not crying. We're gonna we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it in here unless it comes <laughs> out later. But <laughs> no promises. Know, if, if I'm being if I'm being keeping it a buck, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm firmly a person who's like better with someone by my side. Me by myself, <laughs> scary. I, I'm not a big fan of that guy. <laughs> He kind of sucks. He's just kind of yeah. like, you know, that's when I really get into like my uh, my self-loathing, my depression, <laughs> my my worst habits come out. Right. So definitely seeing this and being single and not really liking the person I was at that being moment surrounded by elementary age yeah. kids and also being surrounded by kids who don't know any better. They haven't been tainted by the horrors of the world yet. Yeah, and, and I'm sitting there yeah. just like I was just, you know, I remember thinking, what a sweet sentiment to just be like, as long as you have this person by your side. And at the beginning, it's his brother, but just like as long as you have that one person who gets you and understands you and loves you 100 percent for who you are, you got everything you need. Yep. They do a lot of like metaphors. Yes. Where they say like, oh, what's one? Now, now I'm freezing. When the when the lights are on, now I'm frozen. Yep. Life's a bundle of flowers with someone to while away the hours mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. And I was just like, God, not only are they fun turns of phrase and like the lyricism is great, mm-hmm. but I, you legitimately can't keep a smile off your face when you're watching it. Cause you're just like, they're singing and dancing choreography. And it's all about just like how much these two brothers love each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's their bud. Oh yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. It's like, like you said, painfully sweet somehow (laughs) and it's Uh like oh oh that's so nice uh the exact opposite kind (laughs) of i don't know it's it is sweet it is very much more bitter Mm -hmm. but the next song that comes to mind is pictures in my head oh god which is the song that kermit sings when he's like reminiscing on like could we get everybody back together and could Mm -hmm. we put on a show again yeah. Or is it better to just like leave it in the past and let it be a memory? Right. And it's like, oh, bleh. oh it's yeah. So sad. We we go from one of the sweetest songs ever to like one of the most like heartbreaking, like poignant, like because before he even starts singing the song, he says, like, I guess people just forgot about us. And you're like, Kermit! No, no. <laughs> like we still know you, man. Like you're still, you know, but it's just like so heartbreaking because he's just saying like people just don't care about the Muppets mm-hmm. anymore. You know, people just forgot about us. 
And then it hits you in your head like, fuck, I haven't thought about the Muppets since this movie. I'm part of the problem. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, yeah. I used to like the Muppets as a kid. I saw Muppet Babies. I saw them on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw their movies and all that stuff. And then you oh, just yeah. grow, you get older. They're, they're sort of out of the limelight. And you're part mm-hmm. of the problem. So you get sad. Like, fuck, I, I'm sorry, Kermit. Kermit, I'm killing you. Ah. And then he goes yeah. on, like you said, to just like reminisce. And he just keeps uh, looking at the photographs of his his friends. Mm-hmm. And he just says like, oh, you know, like just how the different ways, like with Fozzie, like how he misses his like bad jokes and stuff mm-hmm. and all that. And he just says, you know, like, is this worth it again? Or are they just going to stay pictures in my head? Oh, yeah. It's tough, but it's also nice because there's like the high moment where they, you know, the band comes out and they're like, we could do it for one more song. You know, we we could do it. And it's sort of Kermit telling himself like, yeah, we can mm-hmm. we'll do one more. Yeah. Why not? And before that song happens, I I got it. Well, I saw it, I should say. Hmm. Eddie didn't catch it. But um, when Walter goes on the studio tour and he breaks into Kermit's old office, there's a bunch (laughs) of photographs of Hmm. actual Kermit. That's hard. It's really confusing. It is Kermit. The balance. Um, Because, you know, Kermit is obviously like a pop icon. Hmm. Um. But he is also simultaneously like something he's he's both the character and the icon mm-hmm. puppet, non real acting moving mm-hmm. thing. For sure. Um, and in the center of this like photo collage mm-hmm. all over Kermit's wall is a photo of Jim Henson with yeah. Kermit. And um. I just like. <laughs> it's so uh... sad. Yeah. <laughs> I just like lost I like my heart like shattered because mm-hmm. it's like as somebody who grew up very much not not knowing really who Jim Jim Henson was mm-hmm. or truly the impact he made on pop culture as a whole yeah. let alone puppetry mm-hmm. it was just like it's sad knowing he's no longer uh-huh. here and you know Granted, he lived a, an extremely full life for the very limited amount of years he was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, how heartbreaking is that to like have? And I guess that's kind of the end goal of a lot of creators and artists to have your work outlive you. Yeah. But Kermit is a like a kind of living, breathing thing. And how odd is it to have you know the creator out of that picture? So yeah. it was just like, oh my god, Jim <laughs> yeah. is gone and he's it, dead. It, it, yeah, and he doesn't get to see this, like the Muppets come back yeah. and all that stuff. And <laughs> it's funny because it is legitimately like, I feel like it's always one of the saddest things to see when like artists and stuff, they'll like draw like the classic, you know, you know, the mm-hmm. one I'm talking about where it's the like Mickey the classic. The Mickey and Kermit one? Yeah, where yeah. after Jim Henson died, it's Mickey consoling Kermit. And I'm like, why did you do this? <laughs> Why? Why are you disrupting this is, my this heart? This is so sad. This it's is not so okay. Sad. And like you know, and it's almost like the cliche at this point with like yeah. the voice actors and stuff. But like you know, I remember seeing like the genie with like Robin Williams and like uh, Batman with Kevin Conroy and stuff. And it's just like such an easy way to tug at my heartstrings. So I'm like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know because it's just like you said, it's the connecting of Kermit with Jim Henson. They are essentially one and the same. 
Well, know? Kermit was Jim. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was just nobody has ever been Kermit the way Jim has. Everybody mm-hmm. has, like, done their best and put their own spin on him. But, like, they are the same mm-hmm. entity. Yeah. So it's really sad to kind it of, is. like, have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Because Kermit himself is, like, as a character, such a sweet, lovable, genuine kind-hearted talented frog (laughs) yeah and then and then you you have to imagine like jim kind of put all of his best qualities into kermit oh yeah and it's just like oh it's so sad and but also very beautiful Uh anyway pictures in my head very sad but very moving and effective oh absolutely yes Love it. And then, you know, a lot of movie happens. Some things happen. We skip ahead to <laughs> the most iconic song from the film. A, a a song that was written by Brett McKenzie, who's like the audio, like song director and stuff. He's one half of Flight of the Concords. He's also very famously in like the Lord of the Rings canon. He like played an elf that like a lot of fans love. Because it just like stands there and says like one line and like He's looks like nodding weird. In yeah. the background. Mm-hmm. But uh, a flight of the concords, you can definitely tell this song is like his style because it's very like it's very silly and funny and has great humor, but it's also just like a legitimately good song. It's so like, grandiose. Highs and lows and like it tells a story and takes you on a trip. Yep. And it's an Oscar-winning song, which is I know, and I'm going to say it every time we bring up an award show. Show Dependent doesn't really care about award shows. But I always bring it up because a lot of people hold that up on like a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And it's very funny to me because it's like, this song is an Oscar winning song. So even by like your definition of like what's good and like what is worth the prestige Mm -hmm. of an Oscar. The Academy said (laughs) this shit slaps. Or a Muppet slaps ass like no other. Mm-hmm. Because bad things happen. Gary, aka Jason Siegel, his uh his soon-to-be wife, Mary, went back to small town USA because you know he hasn't been paying attention to her. And good for her, Queen. She should. Know your yeah. worth, Queen. Mm-hmm. Know your worth. And at this time, Walter, he's wondering, can I perform with the Muppets? Can I do this? And so, in the rain. They both sing a little sing a little song and wonder aloud, are they a man or are they a Muppet? Yep. And it starts off with, I think, the best line ever. The best possible, <laughs> like, like the most, like, it's so frustrating because it is like, it makes sense. <laughs> it does. It is poetically accurate and like very, you uh-huh. know, it is both the smartest and stupidest line in this movie. Uh-huh. I reflect on my reflection. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That's what that's what I talk about with like legitimately <laughs> funny, because it does make sense, and yet yes. it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I reflect on my reflection, and I ask myself this question: <laughs> What's the right direction? I love when they do the eh. What's that called? Uh, it's like a, a it's like a vibrato. Is it yeah. like Hugh Jackman? And they ask themselves the question, are they a man or are they a Muppet? Now, what does that mean right there? Oh, God, what does it mean? You know? What does it mean to be a Muppet? 
we need to reflect on our reflections. What are we looking? What are what am I seeing looking back at me from this black mirror of this computer monitor? Yeah, I wish I was more of a Muppet than a man. That's <laughs> 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 just very funny. To me. It's true. Uh huh. And it also just always makes me picture you as a Muppet, <laughs> which is adorable and hilarious. God, we need to get Muppet us. I need to make us that's into like, Muppets. That's like our dream. Is Muppet? Oh, and Muppet Buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> he has to have like the biggest, most ridiculous bow tie. Uh huh. Oh. But yeah, I mean, in, within the film, it's like Gary essentially, where is he spending all his time? Mm-hmm. Because him and Mary, they had a planned a trip to LA to, for their yeah. 10th anniversary. And for some reason, they bring his brother Walter along. And I'm sure Mary's just being nice. And, you know, Gary loves his brother so much. It's because Walter loves the Muppets, Muppet Studios in L.A., yada, yada, yada. But the whole time they get there, suddenly Gary is just always, always like everything is about Walter. Yes. And it's sort of the question of like, is he going to be like a man as in handle his life? Mm -hmm. Or is he going to be the Muppet and just worry about Walter and the Muppets? And yeah. just worry solely about like sort of almost being stuck in his relationship with his brother mm-hmm. and like not able to mature. Yeah. Whereas Walter on the opposite side, it's sort of like, can he ascend to what he's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Which I know is ridiculous when I'm talking about a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, can he rise? We're having to, an like, existential crisis I, here. Like, can, can he rise up and be what he's always supposed to be? Not just a Muppet, but like confident and sure of himself and able to. Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say is like a Muppet is the version of what a man is to Walter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because Walter will never be able to be a man. Mm -mm. He's he literally cannot be that. No, it'll be big. It'll be Big Bang Theory, (sighs) which is very funny. funny. And it, it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, oh, it's shit. accurate. Is that Sheldon? That's his Sheldon name. Sheldon right? Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yes. But no, it's true. Cause like and, and Gary talks about it a little bit later and we'll 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 talk about it. But mm-hmm. choosing your path mm-hmm. is part of growing up. Oh yeah. And if Walter doesn't choose to be a Muppet, mm-hmm. he's choosing to repress himself and remain a child. Right. He has to grow up. It's time for him to be a Muppet, mm-hmm. not not be the man and be like fake him. He needs to be, as you said, what he's supposed to be. He needs to be mm-hmm. the Muppet, which is the man version of himself. There you go. And it's so good because it's like they reflect on their reflections <laughs> and they they just it's like a two, three minute song. But it does so much. It's got highs and lows. It's there got There is like, a puppet, a Muppet, Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so well done. Why is he so handsome? He, he really the most is handsome. handsome Muppet man. A handsome ass ever... Muppet. He's a Muppet of a man, but that is uh-huh. a manly Muppet. <laughs> what the lyricism? It's so because it sounds ridiculous. What do you say? Am you do a whole a episode man? just on that song, right? Or am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? <laughs> if I'm a Muppet, then I'm a very manly Muppet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous. But oh, yeah. again, it makes sense. It makes so much and sense. And it sounds so good. And I love the moment. I definitely have my favorite part of the song 
Is that the piano? When they're mm-hmm. all four of them. We've yeah. got man and Muppet Gary and man and Muppet Walter. Yes. And they're all at white piano, pianos. White pianos, <laughs> white suits, the classic, <laughs> facing each other, singing harmonies with themselves and each other. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's when they say, like, I'm running out of time. You know that part? Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. So and good. then it just do 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 do. And then, oh, yep. uh, like you said, we'd probably do a whole episode on this song. It's worth, you could dissect that song. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason it won an Oscar, people. And at the end, what do they say? I'm a man. And they decide ah. <laughs> to be who they're supposed to be. Gary needs to go to Mary back in small town. And Walter needs to be the Muppet he was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Part of that is with their Muppet telethon, you know, the whole... You know, the, the plot. Mm-hmm. The plot. Is that they have to raise money. It's a classic, like, fucking 80s plot. I love it. Muppet plot, where they have to raise enough money to, like, save the studio. And during this, obviously, the Muppets are putting on a show, as they do. And of course, of course, of course, if we got Kermie, we've got Miss Piggy, who has forgiven Kermie, and Kermie's shown growth, and he finally is able to tell Miss Piggy, and yes, they are puppets, but he's finally able to tell her that he mm-hmm. needs her. Oh, not Kermie. just the Muppets, but he needs her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, we're making growth. Of course, hey. we need to sing the Rainbow Connection. Oh, it's like the most famous Muppet song. And it's so fucking touching and heartwarming because Kermit is just like so like he's burying his soul. Mm hmm. And there's just something about that song that like brings a tear to your eye and it like yeah. makes you wistful for like mm-hmm. the better world that's possible, you know, and mm-hmm. it makes you wish only for like all good things and positive things and for people to come together mm-hmm. and be good to each other and just have that rainbow connection. Mm-hmm. And obviously it is amazing in the film because they're all coming together for the show for one last hurrah. And at the end, when you see all the Muppets in suits and like dresses and just holding hands and singing it together. It's enough to bring like multiple tears to your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I get chills. Like every time I oh, watch so it, good. listen to it. And the set design is so pretty. Mm-hmm. It's great. Oh, so good. Uh, it's so beautiful. It's like a prayer. Uh huh. It's a very beautiful song. Right. And they crush it. Another thing that gets crushed, the whistling game. Mm-hmm. My God, Walter. It's insane. And I'm pretty sure at one point I like looked up, and obviously it's a real person who performed the song. It's not none of this AI bullshit where like someone like went in and like I trained a computer to whistle for 50 hours a day and all this stuff and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Like it, it was some person. And I wish we knew who it was, but I ain't the gonna... best whistler <laughs> in the world. Essentially, because Walter ran away, came back, and said, "I got to save the show." They didn't have enough time, so Walter is the whistling Caruso, and his song, which is just whistling, is insane. It's very good. It's extremely impressive as someone who can barely whistle. Oh, very, very good. Hey, you're preaching to the choir because I am horrendous at whistling. <laughs> Oh, you like those ghosts. Oh, the the ghost choir? Yeah. (laughs) 
it's so good. Thank you. <laughs> it's so cute. But yeah, Walter <laughs> shows up and he Kills does it. his triumphant. He's the final act and brings yep. the whole crowd and everyone at home to their fucking feet. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just like, wow. And that was amazing. Gary, Gary's fucking, I was going to say ringside, but he's on the side, mm-hmm. stage side, and he's just tearing up. Crying. He's fucking like, that's my brother, man. That's so cute. And then we have to finish up the songs with Love It. They bring back Life's a Happy Song for the finale. Oh, how touching. A finale. A finale. And they bring it right back around and they just reiterate and change the lyrics a little bit and say, you know, that they have all that they need. You know, and now the Muppets are here. So the Muppets are in there. We got fucking Beaker throwing memes all around. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Life's a happy song when there's someone, someone. by your side to you sing, sing along. along. And then Walter, yeah. gets, Walter gets the final like doo, 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 with this whistle. And it just ends. And I'm like, oh, yes, on my feet. Just like mm-hmm. they sing it. And I remember thinking when we uh, <laughs> when we watched this during COVID, because mm-hmm. the, oh my the God, final scene did. is like an insane like amount of people. It's got to be close to like. 1500 people yeah just like flooding the streets all showing up for the muppets and like it's a triumphant return and they're back and they do this grand musical number with choreography with a ton of people there and i remember thinking when we saw covid like damn we really were in a different world before that's a super (laughs) spreader event yeah and obviously you know we've life has returned back to normal in many ways you know and whether whether or not that should or shouldn't be the case is a whole different discussion we had Mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about the muppets but it, but it was insane for me to see because I remember thinking, damn, a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's too many people. So many but holes. it's great. Also, real quick, to pivot back to the whistling. Uh-huh. I couldn't. It's funny because like you were so when you're if you're invested in like, you know, the whistle game. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> if you're just <laughs> no, but if you're just like really into the movie. You full heartedly believe that puppet is whistling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Damn, it... Never for a second are you just like, no, you're like, no, that puppet is whistling. Damn, Walter going off right now. Pop off, thing. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, absolutely. You believe it. And mm-hmm. you should because he killed it. Mm-hmm. Let me, why don't we do a little line read to get into the next thing? Because the, okay. Muppets, the Muppets do something special for the world. But Kermit, you have to try. The Muppets are amazing. You give people the greatest gift that can ever be given. Uh, children? No, the other gift. Ice cream? No, no, after that. Uh, laughter? Yes! The third greatest gift ever. There you go. And what this film gives us is the third greatest gift, which is legitimate laughter. Mm Mm-hmm. Very funny. As I said, it brings back that classic comedy. I just love the gags and the just OG Muppet stuff. Like the the classic gag of the population changing when people like enter and leave a town is fantastic. Oh my I, god. I love that there's a ridiculous contract clause as an important plot point. And like the old men puppets pointed out is like, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you were saying an important plot point. Mm-hmm. Which I love acknowledging it. Oh, we love a fourth wall break. 80s robot. He's so cute. <laughs> uh-huh. I want an 80s robot. Oh, that'd be adorable. They save time using montages. They travel by map. 
And Jack Black is fantastic in this film. I adore Jack Black. You remember one of my favorite gags? Um, oh my gosh, Rolf. <laughs> uh-huh. When they're doing their montage to pick up all the Muppets, Rolf is like a dog that like plays a piano for them, apparently. Yeah, he, he's a pianist. A pianist. Mm-hmm. He like asked them like, hey, why didn't we use like my story? I thought it was pretty good. And then they cut to it, and it's just them waking Rolf up from a hammock and saying, hey, Rolf, you want to get back together? And he says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that that right there is so, like, <sighs> so it's much so funnier you. than so many other jokes, <laughs> like so many other movies to me. And it's so simple. Ah, oh, love it. And we, we'd be a fool to not acknowledge Kermit with the turtleneck. Oh, my God. Why is he so handsome? <laughs> it's a handsome frog. He's the most handsome looking frog. My goodness. Walking the streets of Paris in a turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Kermit. What, what so would you good. say are your like favorite funny moments? Oh, gosh. I really like the evil dragon puppet. Deadly? Deadly is so cute. He is. I really like him. I just love everything the Swedish chef does. <laughs> he is he's, funny. He's great. Why don't you I give love... us a Swedish chef real quick? There you go. You put the mirror in a bird. So dumb. I love it. I love that Swedish chef has human hands. He does. That is such I a good yeah. detail. Uh-huh. Like it's so, it's so good. He's always got like chickens hanging around and like. Here you go, chicken. I love Swedish Chef. He's uh-huh. so funny. Speaking of chickens. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> when they're putting on a show, they have a bunch of just classic, like weird Muppets things. And one of them is they have a bunch of chickens. I said that weird. One of them is really called did. Camilla and the Chickens. And they sing a song by CeeLo Green called Forget You. Mm-hmm. And uh, why, don't, why don't you just give us a little taste of how that sounds? And one moment, please. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Fantastic. Thank you. I love it. It's so good. It's so cute. It's so funny. I love chickens. Yeah. I should I I would I should be a chicken, honestly. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine if I quit my day job and became and a chicken? I became a chicken muppet? <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. You'd be good at it. Yay! Well, obviously, you know, it, it's very funny because the Muppets, they are horrible, horrible at everything they were doing. But Absolutely. as soon as the lights go on, it's like Perfect. they never left. Yep. It's like riding the bikes like they never left. They're killing it. They're doing fantastic. The pressure. The, the main thing about this film, though, is that brother's tale of Gary and Walter. Gary! Because obviously they bring this man's brother on a 10th anniversary trip where his girlfriend really wants him to propose. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot riding on this thing. One thing I always question is Walter is Gary's brother, right? Yeah. So why at the beginning does Mary say the line, Gary's always off with his friend? I get that at a certain level, it's probably just to get the rhyme or whatever. Yeah. But like... He knows he's his brother, right? Yeah, don't be doing that, Mary. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what's that? Like, he's not, it's not just his friend. That's his flesh and blood. 
Well, his felt and wire, more accurately, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. I was hoping you would do that. You're right up here, gorgeous, and I love it. I love you. We got it. We got <laughs> each other. So that's weird, but the story is that Gary is the older, he's, he's the older brother, and he's also bigger. He's a man. No. And his way. little brother, Walter, is a Muppet who's three mm-hmm. feet tall. Oh, he's so cute. And Gary's just always been there to protect Walter from mm-hmm. the world and sort of, I guess, protect Walter from the fact that, you know, he's never really had to mature. Yeah. And it starts to hurt because he doesn't want to let go. Mm-hmm. That's when we start to see the bad things happen. Mary is neglected. Gary's only there for Walter. It's your 10th anniversary, Gary. Get your shit together, man. On uh, the flip side. Ah. Uh, What's going on with Walter? Walter is sad because he feels like he doesn't belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's that question again of like, he doesn't know that he's a Muppet, but he does. He just sort of feels like he doesn't belong. And he doesn't say it's because he's a Muppet or a puppet. He just says he doesn't really belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. He feels like he could be with the Muppets, but he doesn't say it's because he's a Muppet. He just says he feels like he belongs with the Muppets. Mm -hmm. This is very strange. This is very odd. <laughs> I cannot I cannot get past it, as you can tell. Well, he looks so much like a puppet. Yeah, he does. I just don't know. I don't know how to not tell him that he is a puppet. Uh, which I have to interject here because I remembered another one of my favorite funny moments. Because Walter looks a lot like Scooter, you know? Yes. Who's another Muppet. He's like their uh, backstage guy who's like handling the running of the show and everything. It's very funny early on when they get to the studio and they have to clean it up and they say like, all right, let's get to it. And then it cuts to them just watching Scooter like slowly whistle, and just sweep up a little dust. And, I don't know, and that's just fucking hilarious because they're, they're just all like Scooter's like completely fine that he's the only one cleaning. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's like, just watching this. him. And I just I love that because they're just like, God, this cannot work. Like this isn't going to nope. work out because in my mind for at least five minutes, they were like, Scooter's got it. <laughs> Scooter's gonna kill it. Barely this. makes a dent. Yeah. Oof. But the real time sweeping of uh, room. And Scooter's also like, Yeah, I got we're, this. Oh yeah. You don't want to clean? Hey, sit back, watch the master at work. And you oh, and you gotta believe Scooter would have done it by himself. <laughs> oh, I'm a I'm a scooter. Yeah, he, he would have taken his time though. I need to take a like wit. You know, the stupid BuzzFeed desk. I need to do, oh, what God. Muppet are you? Yeah. I'd probably get a scooter. <laughs> oh, scooter ass over here. Ask me, beep, beep, bitches. Get it? Because the scooter goes uh, beep, beep. Oh, I get it. <laughs> but returning to Walter, who scooter looks a lot like. Walter doesn't have that confidence. He doesn't belong anywhere. And Walter needs to believe in himself. That's the whole man over Muppet thing. Is he, is he going to believe in himself and finally be able to be out in the world as who he is, loud and proud, and be able to do it alone? Mm-hmm. Now, early on in the film, where they're trying to convince Kermit to do this whole thing. Yeah. And when Kermit says no, Mary's like, well, this is going to be a short movie. But they stick <laughs> with it and they finally convince Kermit to do it. Part of that is because Walter looks at Kermit and says, please, Kermit, you're my hero. Mm-hmm. And then Kermit's like, okay, well, after he reflects, 
and on his reflection. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah. After he reflects on his reflection and the pictures in his head, he says, "Okay, let's do it." And then here, finally, right before Walter does his whistling and saves the day, Gary looks at him and he gives this great little speech. Uh... Now keep that in your mind because you'll hear it later. That's too good to throw in right here. Mm-hmm. But he gives this great little speech to Walter about what he needs to do and the Muppet he needs to be. And then he hits him with the line that he told Kermit, which is so sweet coming from his brother, especially his older brother. Because you mm-hmm. know that Walter like always thought that Gary was like, you know, he's the bigger one. He's got everything going for him. He's the one who's successful, you know. Yeah. And Gary looks at him and says, please, Walter, you're my hero. And then Walter's like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And it's just, again, it's so fucking sweet. Five more cavities in my mouth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just just... call a dentist. Oh, Uh boy. Oh, Lord. Man. It's something. And as we said, it wraps up even sweeter than it began with them saying they have everything they need. Yeah. Did they save the studio? Not even (laughs) close. No. But that's not the point. And they mm-hmm. kind of did anyways, because, you know, Gonzo was fucking... Brain injury? <laughs> charging up that bowling ball for about five hours. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is fun. I love stuff like that, where they just, like, set something up, and because it's a comedy, it's okay, that they just sort of, like, you know, yada yada, deus ex machina it away by some fucking gag. Yeah. Because they seemingly get all the money. It's like $10 million or something. To save the studio. But then Fozzie hits the thing and it resets to show that actually like the last two zeros or the last three zeros were like decimals. Yeah. And they only really got like 10,000 of the 10 million or something like like that. uh... And then Fozzie's like, well, to be honest, now that I know that we weren't even close, it makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I get that because it's like, hey, if it was never in the cards, I guess you don't feel as bad. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tex Richmond, the evil guy, plays for it all. Saying he get, he gets bonked in the head with a bowling ball, and just that like cures his evil, <laughs> and he like <laughs> like gives them the studio back and the Muppet the phrase him. cures his evil. <laughs> yeah, it's is great. Stuff. Yeah, I mean he's just fine with it, and then yeah, what a great what a great little film. Love it. It's so cute. Uh huh. But ultimately, I think. To wrap this up and to get back to the whole real world implications of this and why it hit so hard with me specifically Uh is that it was a real world revival of the Muppets Mm -hmm. and it was uh, it's funny because I'm I'm re-listening to our Twilight episode and we said something like this Uh Uh (laughs) our our first ever episode which is rough but if you want to go back go back um the content's great. The audio where, is yeah. rough. Where we said something like art imitating life, imitating art, something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is really what it is. It's that life imitated the art of this film, and the art of this film was imitating the life that the Muppets had. You know, yep. so it's just like... Because legitimately, what they do in the film is what this film did IRL for the Muppets. Mm-hmm. It brought the Muppets back into the limelight. It brought them back into the forefront and reminded everyone, hey... Remember how good the Muppets were? It's like the Space Jam effect. Yeah, yeah. And in the film, we see like older people being like, hey, it's the Muppets. And like, look at them. And that's what I felt when I was watching it. Because like Mm -hmm. to these kids, 
Like they were kind of almost seeing it at the first time, right? Especially yeah. with the young ones were like, oh, look at the cute frog and the pig and like they're funny mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But for like me sitting there, it was like, oh, yeah. Like, remember all the good times I had watching this. And like, what happened to them? They went, bye bye. Again, the line, I guess people sort of forgot about us. is so charged with sadness mm-hmm. when you when you remember the Muppets as a kid. Yeah. Because even though I wasn't super big on the Muppets, I did really like them. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like that, probably unconsciously, just expected them to always be around. Yeah, it was taking them for granted. Uh-huh, like they were too iconic to fail, to fade away, to be forgotten. But they were. Mm-hmm. Until Jason Siegel, which, again, I'm fairly certain in interviews, he said that, like, he loved the Muppets, and he wanted to remind everyone that the Muppets are still here. Mm-hmm. And that the Muppets can still be relevant and this legitimately like brought them back like they had another movie after this which i've never seen <laughs> me either it's called the muppets most wanted i've heard it's okay it's got like the guy from a uh, modern family in it and like they do like a more like mm. they go to like europe and like i think i mean as the name suggests they like on the run from like someone who's trying to catch them or something i don't know i've heard it's okay you know obviously it's not it's nowhere near the same tone as the first yeah. one, and like Jason Siegel wasn't in it, and he didn't write it and anything, which is part of why I was like, eh. But like, <laughs> they, they also had like the Muppets TV show, which is like an office style Muppet show that was a little more adult about hmm. like, yeah, it was interesting. I heard that was actually legitimately good. Interesting. But yeah, since then, you know, since 2011, I feel like the Muppet name is definitely stronger. With like Disney Plus, you can see Muppet stuff on there, so it's all readily available. They had like a new Muppet Baby show that's like computer, yeah. that's like CGI, CGI. And stuff. And obviously, which goes against everything I believe the Muppets should be. I know but it's, it's like they're a puppet. What are you doing? Yeah, I swear to God, I'm gonna shake them. And also, I'm pretty sure the Muppets are still. I don't know. They've been like on and off at like Disneyland and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think they still have a little bit of a presence. That was a big thing when like Disney got the Muppets and all that. But uh, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot to uh, realize how much I had missed the Muppets and how happy I was that they were back. Hey! And with that, why don't we get to the uh, the DTR and define this relationship? Mm-hmm. After you, my love. Okay. Uh, uh, um. The Muppets All right. are very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. I like I like the Muppets. Uh this movie is very sweet. It's good um brain candy. Ooh. Nice. It makes my it makes my heart happy. And uh I'm not show dependent <laughs> on I'm sorry, on this property. It's okay. <laughs> but it's okay because I still really enjoy it. And I'm always down to watch it whenever it's on. But I definitely don't have the same level of dependency that I know some people do on the Muppets as a whole. And it's probably just because of the age that I am, to be honest. Mm. I feel like the Muppets were a lot more relevant and popular when our parents were young. Yeah. And um That's you know, when they were rising up. Yeah, that's how that's how it kind of got passed on to our generation was whether or not our parents like actively chose to like introduce us to mm. the Muppets. And I also didn't, I didn't grow up with the Muppets like Christmas oh, movies either. Oh, it's so, so good. Oh, okay. You saw That's, it. I yeah, you I it. did. Oh, I did. so good. Yeah, but I haven't 
you know, I didn't grow up on that. So I didn't have that nostalgia pop either. Yeah. But I really like Kermit. He's a sweetheart. And uh, this is a very sweet movie. And it makes me happy. Well, now that, you know, you brought that in my mind, the Muppets Christmas Carol, so fucking good. But it also, <laughs> like, brain blasted the fact that, and I and I love it, life imitating art. And it's just, I guess, also just continuity. But it's yeah. very sweet to see because Walter is an original Muppet made for this movie. Yeah. But after the fact, Walter is 100% like part of the Muppets. Like he's in Aww. all he's in all of like their promotional stuff now. And he was like in the sequel movie and he's he was in the TV show with them. So Wal- Walter is 100% the Muppet he was supposed to be, which is Yay! fantastic, which is so sweet. And you love to see it. Things you love to see it. But yep. to get to my DTR, you know, as I said, for me as a kid, I definitely did like the Muppets a lot. Muppets Christmas Carol and any Christmas Carol, but Muppets Christmas Carol has so much life. It's fucking Michael Caine and puppets. And Michael Caine is playing it straight. He said, if Absolutely. I'm going to do this, I'm going to be the fucking Shakespearean, like classically trained actor that I am. Oh, absolutely. And I am going to fucking tell Kermit the Frog he better come to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so good. It's got so much uniqueness, but that's that's for later in the year. Maybe. What what I'm also saying here is that I remember the films as a kid. It's like, as you said, my parents showed me these things. Mm hmm. And I saw the Muppet Babies as a kid and I remember the Rainbow Connection and I remember singing the songs and laughing and just, you know, being sad when Jim Henson, like when I saw, you know, everything that happened and that he died and like the Kermit picture and just being sad. And as you said earlier, I hadn't known how big of a like impact Jim Henson was. Until honestly, really, like we saw the defunct land, like Jim mm-hmm. Henson series, and just really saw, like, man, this guy did so much, not just with yeah. like the Muppets, but with the Jim Henson company, and like all just for like puppets in general. This yeah. man did so much. I mean, like Sesame Street, that's Jim Henson too, which a lot of people I think forget, mm-hmm. which was also a big part of my life as a kid. Oh, yeah, and Sesame also, Street so, was definitely very influential. So, Jim Henson was just like a big part of my life as a kid. And it's funny to think about that. I think that with this specific film, even though I didn't love the Muppets as a kid, I love this film so much. Mm -hmm. It's like such a, and it's weird because it gives me like such a strong feeling of love for the Muppets more than I even had in the past. But then it makes me almost like retroactively love them more Mm -hmm. because of the journey they went on and because they came back and sort of showed the world and Fucking kudos and credits to Jason Siegel for writing such a beautiful film. You know, you can tell he fucking loves the Muppets. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a beautiful film and a way to show everyone the Muppets are still here. You still love them and they can still do more in the modern age. Mm-hmm. From the beginning song to the finale song, Life's a Happy Song. It's just le- legitimately that song is a song I throw on and I sing to myself randomly. Mm-hmm. I I will not even like see this movie for like months, and one day I'll just be like, "Life's a happy song when there's someone you know," and I'll pull yep. it up on Spotify and I'll sing along to it, and I'll be wistful in my mind and be you know so happy that I have 
Kayla here with me to ah, sing songs along with me. And we have Buddy here to sing our songs along. And I can sing my songs to him. And I can feel what the song is portraying. You know, because mm-hmm. I remember back when I first watched it, I was so here come long- the tears. I was so longing for that. No, I said mm-hmm. it's not happening this time. Oh, uh, I see the tears. Well, that's fine because I ain't coming out. <laughs> I was just, I was pining. I was longing for that feeling. And it's just, it's its nice for me to have that now. And it connects me to the film even more because it's like, I know what it's like to want it. I know what it's like to be like, you know, Gary and Walter and to want something so much. And the song sort of reminds me of like, and the film reminds me of like, what I didn't have, what I wanted, what I forgot the feeling was. And like, remembering what it is to have it and being so grateful to have it in my life now. It's such a beautiful film. It's so sweet. I love it so much. Man or a Muppet is legitimately a fantastic song. I could probably <laughs> put it like in my top 100 songs all time. It's so fucking good. And this movie is so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It's exactly my humor. So with that all being said, I mean, you all know what the fuck is coming here. Mm-hmm. They've given me the fourth greatest gift, which is a show dependency on this film. (laughs) Because I just, I say lines from it. I think about lines from it. I sing the songs randomly throughout my day. So how can I not be show dependent? I legitimately need to watch this movie, I think, at least once a year, if not minimum, Because it just makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Muppets. Thank you, Jason Siegel. Thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate all of you, much like in the finale. Kermit says, you know, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and well, all of you, Mm -hmm. right? I'm so grateful to all of you. Anyone out there who listens, who downloads, who spreads the words, hey, make sure you tell your Muppet troupe, all your people that you love, that you put on shows with and do bits with and just sing And maybe even some Muppets, too. (laughs) That they can download. And listen to the show dependent podcast. They can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we will be right there. Mm-hmm. Once again, I've been the uh the Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. <laughs> it's so bad. I he's just like sound he, he does that, right? Well I can I I guess people just sort of forgot about us. Something like that. That sounded ass, didn't it? <laughs> Don't lie to me. Your eyes are telling me the truth. <laughs> and you're not a liar. I acknowledge it, but whatever. <laughs> For the Kermit in this episode, I have been Eddie. If you'd like mm-hmm. to follow myself, <laughs> it's on Twitter. It's on Twitch at Victor V Sweet. That's my stage name. That's my Muppet name. Mm. And Kayla, where can the people find you? You can find me, you know, probably looking off in to the distance just imagining that i am a puppet mm-hmm. and i'm just flailing my arms and yelling with my head back in the air just, which is which I, I wish i i wish that was an acceptable social reaction because mm-hmm. i would do it in some places um, it is it can be in if you situations. have the right people in your life it's uh-huh. it's the right it's the right call uh but in the virtual world you can find me on twitter at dj Vivich. nice you know what I just remembered that you're going to love? Remember mm-hmm. Kermit's fucking nephew? That, that, little, that little frog boy? He's the cutest little thing. What is his name? 
Hold on. I look it up. Look quick. it up right now. I like that I we're, would, I like that we're looking would... this up, but we're not like looking up the name of the man who whistles <laughs> the song. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would kill for this little frog boy. Kermit's nephew. <sighs> His name is Robin. <laughs> Robin the frog is Kermit's young, sweet voice nephew. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He loves to spend time with his uncle Kermit and his best friend Sweetums. <laughs> oh my goodness. He first appeared in The Frog Prince as Sir Robin the Brave. Absolutely. He's so cute. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I just, I knew you'd love it and I had to hit you with that. I am a puddle. Oh. See, the tears finally showed up, but it wasn't for me. It's just Kayla <laughs> thinking about Robin the Frog, Kermit's nephew. Look him up. He is so sweet. Oh, I gotta look him up again. Well, before you do that, why don't you uh, tell the people to get out their concrete slabs. Not a piece of paper, no pencil, no pen. I want a concrete slab. I want you to chisel this into your plans so you can save the date and you can't go back on it. Okay, then why don't you let them know what's coming up next? Oh, guys. It's been almost two years in the making, but we are about to hit episode 50. Ooh, in July, episode 50, two years. Can you believe it? Amazing. Spectacular. And, you know, we wanted to kind of transition into this episode. It's hard because a lot of the heavy hitters in our lives definitely could be, be multi-parters. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is a great episode 50 because... It, it ties in well with this mm -hmm. because we are going to be talking about uh, and continuing the Puppet Palooza. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Puppet Palooza, people. It, it's a party that won't stop. Puppet Palooza. Anyway, sorry. We are going to be doing... Bear in the Big Blue House. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dude, Big, the Blue, Big Blue, House. Blue House. Oh, Eddie, oh. we're gonna we are gonna be watching some Bear in the Big Blue House we over are, the next few and days, we are, and we are gonna be saying hi to Donna. Donna, <laughs> man, I I am legitimately excited <laughs> because you know it. Much like this, it sort of reminded me just how nice it is to see like innocence and just mm -hmm. like wanting to make people happy. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. It's fun Yay! to watch too. It's just like a fun watch as an adult to be like, wow, this is so sweet. This is very nice. <laughs> and legitimately good. But anyway, yeah. we're going to get more into it next time. Yeah. Yep. Eddie, did you want to, did you want to do our, uh, our final quote? Do yeah, you think I'll you do can it. get through it? Oh, I got it easily. Friends, I want to leave you all with this because we alluded to it earlier. Gary says a great motivational speech to Walter to get him to realize that he is deserving of the Muppet title, that he is going to live up to the Muppet he should be. And, you know, to be honest, I think it's just great words of wisdom for anyone who needs to hear it. So I present it to you here. If you need this, or if you just like to sort of, you know, listen to the sweet words of a sweet man, then this is for you. You always believe in other people, but that's easy. Sooner or later, you got to believe in yourself too, because that's what growing up is. 
It's becoming who you want to be. You have to try.